I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment for the week on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson. And as we've been talking throughout the week this week, obviously uh, everything happening in our nation's capital, a lot of battles back and forth. Of course, we've spent a lot of time talking about Joe Manchin from West Virginia. Uh, that is been in an interesting spot uh, in terms of the president's agenda uh, and a host of other issues. Uh, but he's standing on on principles. We'll we'll have some countering points of view as we get into the week next week in terms of uh, what some of the uh, left is saying about uh, Joe Manchin and how he's handling negotiations on all of these issues. And the interesting thing to me, though, is that regardless of, of where you fall on the policy pieces, uh, it's the process and it's staying true to to who you are and not being willing to sell out for whatever political reason or political pressure. Uh, and I think it's one of the things we underestimate, uh, the amount of pressure that is placed on members of Congress by their own leaders uh, is immense because often things are negotiated behind closed doors between just the leaders. Uh, they sort of carve out the other 433 members of the House or the other 98 senators and they make these deals because they are doing what is politically expedient. And so while the, the Senate often gets embroiled in the, the kind of chaos uh, that I think happens due to a complete lack of leadership and a hyper focus on political power, uh, we have been saying a lot this week, the Senate is not a uh, profile in courage. Uh, it is no longer, I think, at the moment anyway, I hope it, we can be restore it to that, to a, the great deliberative body that it once was where some elevated dialogue, some great debate can happen in front of the American people. Uh, sadly, I think it's uh, careened and crashed a bit on the rocks of the political rhetoric, the the rank, the cowardice, the cronyism uh, is also in there. And that's one of the things that I do admire about Joe Manchin uh, and his positions is that he hasn't been willing to sell out uh, for the for the cronyism, uh, for those with wealth and those that are wealth well-connected, those who can hire lawyers and lobbyists. And, you know, you can take whatever battle it is. If it's done in secret, if members don't have a chance to read it, uh, if they don't provide any time for a real amendment process or real compromise, if there's some sort of artificial cliff or Armageddon moment, then the buy-off stuff happens really fast. Uh, especially because the leaders of both parties will demonize anyone who dares to challenge them uh, on the substance. And so we've seen that. We've seen that with Republicans in charge. We've seen that with Democrats in charge. 
it's a, it's a similar thing. And you can think back, the, the Republicans, of course, howled when Obamacare passed with votes that became synonymous with things like the Cornhusker kickback and the Louisiana Purchase. Uh, and, of course, Democrats howled uh, the same way when things went through with President uh, then uh, President Trump's tax cuts. Uh, all of those things are just very cyclical, and they're the same. And so while everyone's trying to figure out the politics of all of that, uh, we always do like to talk about the cronyism-infested swamp, and whoever's not in power is going to clean up the swamp until they become part of the swamp. Uh, Many of you have heard uh, me quote from a book called The Power of Truth. that was published in 1902 in England uh, by William George Jordan, and we've used it on a, a host of different topics Uh, The book has lots of lessons around that, but uh, there's one that's really pertinent, I think, as it relates to uh, this cowardice, this cronyism that we see so often in Congress. So uh, Jordan wrote this. He said, truth can stand alone. Uh, It needs no chaperone or escort. Lies are cowardly, fearsome things that must travel in battalions. They're like a lot of drunken men, only vainly seeking to support another. Uh, He who sacrifices his ideals, truth, and character for mere money or position is weighing his conscience in one pan of a scale against a bag of gold in the other. He is loyal to what he finds the heavier, that which he desires the more, the money. But that is not truth. Truth is the heart of loyalty uh, to abstract right and made manifest in concrete instances. Uh, Jordan very astutely pointed out, uh, even in the world of 1902, so you have to think about when he wrote this, uh, said the politician who is vacillating, temporizing, shifting, constantly trimming his sails to catch every puff of wind of popularity is a trickster who succeeds only until he's found out. Uh, I think we see a lot of that. Vacillating, temporizing, shifting, constantly trimming his sails just to catch every puff of wind of popularity uh, a lie may live for a time, truth for all time. Uh, I think that's an important thing. So in a caution for leaders of, of every era, William George Jordan concluded, those who split hairs with their conscience, who mislead others by deft, shrewd phrasing, designedly uttered to produce a false impression, are untruthful in the most cowardly way. And then he says this, They forgive themselves their crime in congratulating themselves on the cleverness of their alibi. And how often have we seen that? Uh, Where those who just have the the best alibi, the best excuse, the best way to distract, distort, the best way to attack their opponent or weaponize their words, uh, all of those uh, are there. So I want to conclude today and uh, round out the week. Uh, going back, we, we shared a little clip of this yesterday, but I just want to go through it uh, because I think this is what we need to expect and demand in our leaders. And it's that scene in A Man for All Seasons where Sir Thomas More uh, delivers this passionate, poignant line. He'd been betrayed uh, by Richard Rich, rightly named, who had falsely testified against Sir Thomas More. And Richard Rich was rewarded by being made the Attorney General for Wales. And so Sir Thomas More confronts him 
and says, Why, Richard, it profits a man nothing to give his soul for the whole world. But for whales? I think we could ask that of a lot of things of our politicians and our elected officials today. Integrity matters. Having that confidence to speak the truth, to look people in the eye and tell them what they need to know is what really matters. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for listening to us on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio today. And as always, as you go out in the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.